Get Heavy Podcast, hosted by Craig Casamas and John Scheimer. What's up, guys? Welcome to Get Heavy Podcast. Uh, I am. Uh, we're joining you on another beautiful night. Oh, and here comes John, fresh <laughs> out of his surgery. I think I'm a break. I have a brake on my scooter, and then it goes from scooter to footrest. Beautiful. One seat. You got the you got this surgery shit down, bro. I, I could be I could be handicapped forever, and I can. You know, I don't think you want. Dive, that. I guess. Did you dye your hair? I mean, I dyed it a long time ago. Oh, you did? Oh, it looks it looks so luscious right now. It's just long. Look how long it is. I know, huh? It's because anyway. I shaved. It's because I shaved. It looks. That's probably what it is. Yeah. It looks more. Uh... Do I need to shave? What's up? I dude, I don't. It's a. It's I'll a. Right fucking, it's a whole thing of just midlife crisis over here. Anyway, today on the podcast we got our buddy Justin, longtime friend Justin Moranga, guitar player and um, let's see, Lord of Ancestors. Let's call him uh, the band. Incredible band from LA. If you don't know about him. Also, the uh, founder of uh, Dune Alter Records. Uh, he's been putting out some serious fucking tunes over the last uh, couple years in L.A., the L.A. area. So, um, welcome, Justin. How are Thanks. you? I'm all right. Yeah? How are you guys? We're doing okay, man. Obviously, we're, we're trucking along. And crippled and beardless. Yeah. yeah. It's like a whole different group of people. I don't even know you guys anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you have the longest beard in the group. I know. How'd that yeah. happen? Isn't that know. big of a Quarantine is how it happened. Because yeah. I've had a short beard for the last however many years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah really. You yeah. don't know, uh, we've spent many, many, many days in vans <laughs> together. Yeah. Ancestors and the Wrath went on tour. I mean, the most, the most infamous was the Volcano Tour. Yes. Yes. When we took a fucking a weed volcano on tour, yep, the up and down the west coast, and it and it was literally being smoked the entire the entire <laughs> time that we were on tour. Like there was no moment that we were in the van that that volcano was not running and that bag thing wasn't being passed around. Yeah, we I had remember, a whole entire power source for that. Yeah, yeah. in the van. Yeah, <laughs> I remember we played. We played the volcano. I remember we played in, in like Humboldt, Humboldt area and I went to go, I I was losing my voice and I went to go out to the van and I opened up the door and it was completely filled with smoke to the point where you couldn't couldn't see anything and there was no one in there. Yeah, that uh, Humboldt show is always going to be in my memory, dude. Remember that homeless dude that- Was that that the show? The other thing I brought up. the show when like, like a dude tried to like help a, like- Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want to say substances were involved. I he mean, was trying to help us. Remember, he kept yes. grabbing equipment and trying to. He was trying to get in for free on a two dollar show. <laughs> remember, the right. <laughs> I'm fairly he certain to get on the guest list, and we kept telling him, "Yeah, no problem, dude. Just grab yeah. this equipment." And he's he had him hauling equipment in for us. I think we had him watching the merch table at a certain point. You know, hey, but there was he a got point, into the show. He did get in the show. I think I. 
I think I took ecstasy that night too. A, a lot of us did. Oh, you guys both did. Yeah, I'm all, pretty sure. I played on ecstasy. That you was did. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You were being yeah, a fucking weird. I remember I was pretty useless for like the loadout. Yeah. I just remember being like, ah, hands up in the air. I'm fucking doing my thing for the night. No, so I here's totally where it, here's that. where it turned. I do remember this because I, what did we call him? I can't remember that dude's name. We were calling. Him I don't know, but we did have a name. But this is like a. 50 year old man you know what i mean we're and we're in our what late 20s or, you know i think what i, I mean? have pictures of this you might have yeah that'd be awesome but uh, i remember there was a point where he had gotten so drunk or messed up or whatever that he had he dropped one of the heads kind of you know what i mean oh, yeah and that's when it flipped and every one of us was like what the fuck are you doing and shimer <laughs> specifically had a huge problem with him because he wouldn't get out of shimer's face and I had to tell him, I said, listen, you got about five right. seconds, dude, because he's going to fuck you up. You know what I mean? Shimer's going to get you, dude. Like, and, we had to, like, and then we ended up having to kick him out of the van and the whole deal. I don't, I don't know if you guys remember all that. but I don't remember all that because I, I, I don't remember. I remember being – because I didn't really know Shimer that well until that tour. Like, yeah, that's right. We had like bullshitted a little bit at shows, but like we didn't, we weren't really friends until that tour. Oh, that tour, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, so I was like, okay, we're going with a lot of dudes in, in one van and this dude that I don't really know that well. And like every time I've been around him, he's really intense and like, <laughs> he's, he's been drunk like most of the times I've been around him, or at least it seemed that way. And, right. and, and then he, he was like, the the most even keeled dude on that tour oh like for sure, dude. everyone was falling apart and shimer's just like completely held that thing together yep that's he's the glue man that's the reason shimer made a career out of that shit dude yeah it's true uh, yeah it's yeah true. i learned it i learned it with i learned it with with you guys and perfected mm. it with other bands i got got paid by other bands should i say i faked it i remember like my my first big tour I did with uh, Strung Out, like I remember they were like, "Yo, you want to come tour manage?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure, uh, yeah. sure." I I kind of know what to do, and then like literally they were telling me what they wanted me to do, like driving to the first show in the van. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh shit, okay, okay, I gotta do this, I gotta do this," and I like, and that like I faked it really hard, like I'd like keep track of money and you know everything, the whole kit and caboodle. So yeah, but now you're a pro. Yeah, perfect. I learned it with you guys, you know. Yeah, well, it was a, I mean, that was definitely a learning experience. Like, yeah, there's there's nothing worse than a guy going on tour that literally just parties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, we you're allowed to party. Like I was, I never felt bad for partying because a, I was never getting paid. I wasn't trying to get paid. It wasn't my mo. You yeah. know what I mean? But I was always like, oh, cool, this or that. You know what I mean? But it's like. You can't be the guy that just parties. Like, there's yeah, nothing we, worse than the guy that just parties. Yeah, we call that guy Chico. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember that guy. Yeah, he was he was Mister Party though. Love you know, Chico, if there's a difference you though, either you're if you're Mister Party or the guy that parties. You know what I mean? Like, you know, okay. I didn't spend a ton of time with him, but you know, the times I did were fun. But I found my pictures from this from that tour. Did you really? Yeah. Can you oh, see any of them? Oh, dude, there's, there is, there are the pictures of you guys jumping in the, in the river. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, me and Craig have one of our most epic pictures. Actually, it's the last time Craig didn't have a beard. Yeah, that's true. I, I have Craig, a mustache. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you just have long hair. 
Yeah, yeah, you're beardless. Yeah, oh. beardless there. Oh wow, yeah. Okay, you can take this phone. I don't. I don't think I have a picture of the homeless guy, but I have a picture of you guys that I'm fairly certain is from that same night. Nice. How do I wait? There's a way to go to the bottom. It says share screen. Oh, here we go. Uh, desktop, I guess. Whatever. Oh, it's dude. I don't know. I'm just gonna send this to you. It's not being weird. We'll put it up. We'll put it up for as the. uh, The thumbnail for the <laughs> oh man yeah that oh, tour yeah. was I mean dude that tour was so fun man I mean those the excitement that was going on with you guys having the that was a fun out, tour uh, having the record out and then the gear oh the gear dude wait so what what gear. this was 2010 so what yeah. that that was you guys did the, was the first Wrath record yet out yet I think the EP or whatever it might have just come out okay. No, maybe. Uh, it might have been the um oh you know what? No. Yeah, it was the EP. It must have been the EP because I think that's how we met the artist that did uh what's Todd? Todd White did the, the artwork oh, yeah. the poster, and that's how I met him to do the artwork for the last album. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Okay. Todd White. Remember that dude? Uh, that dude was shrimp. Yeah, Todd has a has a label now. Does he? Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, we did a, I just texted you a bunch of pictures. We did, um, we did a split release. We, we split released the cassette for the, um, for the death chant record. Oh, okay. And yeah, uh, he has a record, he has a label called King Volume and he puts out, he's doing like heavy shit. It's great. He did so much work for us on the art for that last rap record, dude. I mean, probably 500 hours <laughs> it's like and then you know tp paid him shit for it i ended up throwing him extra money because i felt so bad you know <laughs> i was like oh my god man yeah yeah he did a lot of cheap shirts for us too mm-hmm. like like we had a lot of shirt designs out of that guy that were pretty rad hey so yeah. you've been you've been doing a label lately what's uh what when when did you decide when when did this whole thing get started up when did your label get started up uh 2016 it started um was kind of initially the idea was just to like release auxiliary ancestors and related stuff you know just like because we we had all these ideas for like random eps and stuff and also jason was doing solo stuff and i was writing some other stuff um so we talked about putting out some of that but then um my neighbor was in a was in a thrash band like crossover band in in the late 80s early 90s called ignorance uh and they just put out two demo tapes you know local local shit right. uh, and it was sick and i was like dude i want to reissue this no right, right. Knows about this so i i did like a like a perfect reissue of this demo tape like i took the his his the artwork and i like scanned it in and cleaned it up and like like basically tried to bring it back to brand new right and, uh, and it was pretty rad and people dug it and it sold out pretty quickly and i was like this is fun what what uh what 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 kind of <laughs> what kind of run did you do with that how many how many did you press and what did you put it all what did you press i, think it I did i did uh just cassettes um uh and i did i think like 50 or 100 i was just you know like right. something so it's cool it's cool this day and age we live in a time when like we can literally get old backyard bands 
like old obscure backyard bands that were doing something at a time and give it life. And it'll actually, there's actually a, there's enough people to warrant putting something together. Yeah. You know, I was, I was, uh, yesterday I was doing kind of a, like a dig on Discogs day, just like be checking out other bands by people who were in other bands and, you know, the, the, nerd out dig dig session well it's right. like the equivalent of you looking at what t-shirt the guy was wearing in the band yeah. of your old lp or tape exactly or, or the thank yeah. you that's what you do on discogs now yeah yeah or looking <laughs> in the that. thank yous to like see members of members of members of like, oh really yeah. so yeah. what other band and i've learned a lot from doing that yeah but, um what what were we talking about that just let uh, me we were that. just talking about just like um Kind of like what, uh, like, like what, what is like, like basically how, how the label gets started. We're kind of talking about the label starting and yeah, about about about, about how we could put we could put stuff out for oh, bands yeah, yeah, yeah. that are uh, unheard of. So I keep you know whenever there's something I want to check out, I'll just like screenshot it on my phone or, or keep a list and like I had a pretty long running list of things that I wanted to check out, and I kept seeing these these reissues of like some old like punk or metal shit uh but that i wasn't familiar with like bands like medusa and shit yeah uh, i was like what is this label that that keeps that's doing these reissues they kind of of these like obscure ass things and are they as obscure as i feel like they are and i looked it up and it's like they're doing these like sick ass reissues of like demos you know yeah or like seven inches that were you know had a original run of like 300 you know yeah um, and they're doing a really nice job of it. And I didn't, the mute, none of the music honestly like blew me away, but like sure. there is so much stuff yeah. that is yeah. still like untapped and, you know, could have been just like local, like totally local. Right. And had a scene back then and people knew about it, but then yeah. 30 years later, you know what I mean? It's- yeah. No one knows, no one cares. Like, you know, no, no one remembers them except for, you know, local kids, I assume. Right. It, even that and but like you know i had all these flyers and stuff that he had saved so like we you know i scanned all his flyers in and you know there's now it's now it's all at least like documented which i thought was fun yeah yeah. Yeah. in the end in the end it's just cool to document everything you know what i mean even go back just give it give something that didn't have its proper day give it it a chance at least give it like i said 100 100 cassettes you know nowadays you can do 307 inches, 100 cassettes, you know. Yeah, man. Like, they do everything digital. <laughs> well, I mean, trying to get – the world is too fucking big at this point. And, like, cool, if we can get out to the rest of the world, then that's great. But, like, I'm more focused on, like, trying to make bands at least popular here, you right. know? Like, at least turn people on to it here. Because, I mean, we all know that this is where it fucking starts anyway. But uh, – <laughs> But nonetheless, like, I, I think it's important to, like, try and showcase bands in a way that, like, where you're actually going to see the result. It's kind of like local politics, you know? A little bit, it's like yeah. Yeah. you actually see, you can see the result of voting in local, in lo- in vote, voting in a local election. Just a little bit. Yeah, right. yeah. So it's like, and if you can watch it happening and you actually, like, it's actually in the scene that you have access to, like, man, that's that's great. You yeah. can actually see the results in real time. And then, you know, if it spreads, we've got the internet, so let things spread on their own, but at least, like, yeah. make a point of trying to make things at least known in the city I live in. 
Right. I used to always be fascinated, like, when I would meet, like, kids on tour that were, like, into, like, underground tape trading of bands from, like, South America and shit. And you hear, like, they, you know, you could be up, you'd be staying at someone's house, you know, and they, for hours, would be showing you, like, Brazilian bands and bands from Ethiopia and just weird shit. And you're like, how... Dude, how how do you have this time to find yeah. this stuff? You know what I mean? And then it's like, but that was even before the internet was massive. And now it seems like it's so oversaturated that it's almost fucking harder to wade through to find shit at this point. Like it's harder and easier at the same time. But I don't look like I used to anymore. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't find myself doing a deep dive anymore. I, I you know, I'll I'll scroll through the new releases on Spotify and Shimer's mm-hmm. pretty good at like Shimer's really good for me. I just go, hey, what are you listening to? And he's always got something weird. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. I go from that, yeah. you know, but I feel I totally find myself right. being like possessed to find music like that anymore. So I'm glad you are because it's fucking not me. You know? <laughs> I yeah. mean, it's, it's, it's still, it's still like the thing that I, that I can, get, you know, kind of zen out on. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, I, I basically like spent an entire day yesterday. I decided to like not do anything else. Maybe it was two days ago, not do anything else and just kind of like search music all day. And honestly, the day just kind of flew by, but like, uh, well, it's nice too, man. That's a nice break, you know, from all the chaos going on and just listen to music. You know, I I haven't had one of those days in 15 years. It feels like, you know, yeah. Well, you also have a family. Yeah. You know, they don't like fucking anything. I still, like I said, when when record stores were open, I still I still go to record store one day a week and just flip through the records just to, even if I don't buy anything, just to go and just. Man, I can't absorb emotions. I can't do that. Like I can't go into a record store and and not buy shit. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. If I'm you go ass. enough, if you go enough, it's it's easy. Because then you because then you're like ah. Uh, it's it's already there. Uh, it'll be oh, there. I've already seen all this. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, nothing's all that exciting today. Yeah. So how's how's the label been adjusting since this is all going on? I mean, I, I know that you're you're probably slowed down. I would assume. You know what I mean? Well, how does well, this? What or you would you say you're going the exact same pace? Because it is a tape label. Well, yeah. well, no, it's not. It's not well, a tape I label. It's a, I do vinyl too. Um, I just do. I can only afford to do so many vinyl releases and that's not very many like yeah. once one a year right now maybe mm-hmm. um but so and then i just kind of do the tape thing because it's affordable and it's a way to continue to work with with bands that i like and still be involved in some way and um you know and also just kind of help with you know a small thing at least it's not it's not something they couldn't do on their own but it's not like i it's tapes are a money maker anyway no. uh, but, uh, well, you know, I mean, this year got off to a slow start. Uh, it, no, not really. I was working on a lot of stuff. It's just, it was all coming out like right uh, yeah, around when this all... And you had a ton of stuff on the, on the, on the, yeah. Day, you know? Yeah. There was the docket for <laughs> June was, was pretty stacked. Um, mm-hmm. and I was pretty excited about that, but, um, you know, uh, something more important happened and, uh, you, you have to step aside from time to time and let the world, uh, do its thing and not make it about you or promoting something that's yeah. in the end somewhat frivolous, you know? Um, yeah. 
I mean, music is not frivolous. It's very important. Obviously, yeah. it's the most important thing right. in my it's, life. But, you know. It's it's important, <clears throat> but I've I've come to terms that, like, it's important in its in it's the fact that we need music. Right. Everything that comes with ev- all of it, like shows, being, you know, for me, for me, it's concerts, live concerts. I still have yet to find the time when I'm like, when I'm like, look, I, I, I don't want it to be like this, but until shit gets safe, <clears throat> I have absolutely no will or desire to go stand in a room with a hundred people. Hell no. Hell no. You know what I mean? And that's, you know, like, and, and what, you know, so. Why, man? It's, it's, it's all not as none of this is real. What are yeah. You about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a no, problem. you know, I mean, obviously what I'm doing is, is different. And I mean, obviously I'm not, I'm not going out and playing live. Uh, and I wouldn't, and I wouldn't want to, uh, but, um, I think, you know, obviously we could still put out music during COVID. Yeah. Um, we'd, we chose to kind of push some things back because I felt like I didn't want artists to get the shit end of the COVID thing on top of their lives already being thrown into chaos. Like some, I, um, I'm not a big label, so I don't usually get bands second, third or fourth record. Like I'm putting out people's first record. Right. Right. You know, you know what that means. Like you don't, you hold a lot, in your hands with a band's first album and I don't want to like just put it out and have the world be so focused on something else right that this release just gets completely lost and That's then a- so you know so we push things back to June and then and then Black Lives Matter sort of took over the country yeah. mm-hmm. in the best way possible um and it felt like <clears throat> at least a month of observing that and allowing that to be the not only the dominant narrative, but like the only fucking narrative, right? Um, yeah, is the it's least important to have a you know. It's that's what we you know. I, I personally am dealing with that right now. I we got a record coming out in a couple you know uh, a week now, but we talked about it. It was like, dude, I I I don't see how we could do anything right now. <laughs> it's like first of all, it's like, hey guys. Um, uh, while black people were being stomped on and murdered, like, do you want to buy my record? Like, yeah. <laughs> like no, dude. Like, yeah. and I, I, I felt we all we felt it was kind of like, fuck, let's just push it out a little ways. And you know, at a certain point, you have to release it. You know what I mean? And well, also, people are stoked to get a break from this shit, dude. You know what I mean? A, people are stoked to get a break, and B, at some point, with all due respect to to all of the the relevant social movements right now, right we have to incorporate those into our life. And I'm not saying that we need to go back to business as usual because business as usual was broken, but, but we need to go about our lives. And part of our lives is going back to work, going back to making our things that we make. Yeah. I mean, none of us are getting rich off this shit. So it's not like this is and and for me, it's not about me, you know, like, I've never tried to make the label about me. I've never tried to make, you know, I don't want necessarily people to think, do not or Justin, you know, like it's not about me. It's just a thing that I'm doing because I like music and I like to be involved, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's almost no one starts a label to be a rock star for themselves. You know, I mean, I can think of one guy that we maybe shared a label with, but 
you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? but, yeah, one hundred percent. Maybe one guy ever I've ever met. One hundred percent. You know, but like um, it's very rare. Oof, you know what I mean? It's, if you start a label, it's usually a labor of love. You want you want one day. You know, someday we're going to have another podcast episode where we go back and, and just yeah. fucking just do it. We yeah. just talk about yeah. shit. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> we There's, just get I mean, real you know, about shit that we that we dealt with. You know a lot more of the inside baseball than I, yes, knew, I do. I, the little I knew, I was like, oh, my God. This, yeah. You know. um, that's fine. I, you know, I'm grateful for everything we got. But No, it was um, good. We, you know, great it's things so happened. funny, man. Uh, but like I said, it's so Dude, I wish I could go back and review a lot of that. <laughs> yeah anyway um it's so inherently uh, yeah. like it's you're not starting a label to i mean especially a small one like um you know to yeah. be a rock star or make tons of money it's because you want to help music you want music yeah. you know what i mean you and like it's exciting it's yeah. exciting to be a part of releases even if you you didn't you know like i don't know it's it's i guess it's probably sort of what it feels like to be tming and like feeling you're on the road with a band like you're a part of that thing you're like involved in everything and you care about the outcome, you know? Oh so yeah. Like, I was, whenever, whenever I toured with bands, I was always, I always consider myself a touring member of the fucking band. Like right. you were fucking involved. Like the only thing I, do, I mean, like not in a fucking pompous way, like, Oh, I'm in the fucking band. Well, you're invested like, in the success. Crew. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like I fucking get them up on stage. The only thing I don't do is play. Yeah. The, only thing mm. they, the thing is, what I always said to all my bands was my goal in life is that the only thing you have to worry about is getting on stage and playing. Right. Like that's it. You know, yeah. I take care of everything else. Yeah. I take care of literally everything else, you know, you fucking For handle sure. that. But the best was when I toured with off and flag, uh, Keith Morris would be up on stage and he'd always like like when they'd start, he'd always be like, "All right, so uh, okay, how's it going, everyone? Oh, so here we are in Oakland, Oakland, California, Oakland, California. Okay, uh, <laughs> over there, right there, you got Stephen McDonald, uh, Red Cross, Melvins. Uh, I mean, just all kinds of the McDonald brothers. Yeah. You know and love them from LA." Over here, you got Dimitri. Dimitri's from Boston, Philadelphia, Burning Brides. Yeah. <laughs> we got back there, we got Mario. Mario, you know, Earthless. Earthless, the best band ever. Amazing skateboarder. And then back there, back there selling merch, we got John. John. <laughs> and and I'm Keith. And we're off. And I'd, <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, fuck, That's yeah. That's right. You know? I, I was playing. Hi, Rosie. Oh, yeah. Hi, Rosie. Uh, I was playing down. South by Nighthorse. One time per episode. Yeah. Uh, I was playing South by with Nighthorse years ago. Um, and Keith came up after we played. Or no, before we played. I might have been there. I might have been there. And I was like, I think it was probably oh, oh, 08, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, or oh nine, whatever. I don't know what. Yeah, probably oh nine, like maybe the first one that we did. Um, yeah. uh, and he came up before we played, and he was like, "I love your band, man." And I was like, "Uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> I, 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 yeah, yours too, man." <laughs> Crazy. <dude. laughs> he was like, he yeah. just like chuckled and walked away, and I was mm-hmm. like, 
what the fuck just happened? I met him a few times after that, but like, I had never met him. I was just like, fucking Keith Morris just came up and told me he was banned. He's funny, man. I have some, I have, my favorite stories of Keith are whenever we went to go eat. Like, I just have like some of the best Keith eating stories. Like, one is, okay, one, I'll tell this one other day. But uh, we were in Salt Lake City. We went to go get dinner before the show. And, like, we all go to sit down and eat. And, you know, obviously a couple people were, like, recognize Keith. We're all sitting at the table, getting ready to order our food. And somebody comes up, like, hey, here's, a, here's this, uh, this, this something, like, some meal. Here's some meal that was, that was misordered, but it's free. Like, does anybody want it? And it's something that Keith totally eats. And Keith just throws down his menu and goes, yes, yes, right here. Bam, and it comes down, and it's like a sandwich with a bunch of French fries, right? And we're all starving, and fucking all of us go, and we grab for the French fries, and he goes, no, 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 you do not grab another man's French fries off his plate, and just fucking, like, loses it a little bit, and I'm just like, ooh, keep the blood sugars a little low, we gotta get that shit in there. Well, not only that, imagine being in Black Flag in the 80s and then every single ounce of food that came into place was yeah. kind of fucking... Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's like every ounce of it. You he know has to eat like a motherfucker, you know? Yeah, he's, he's eating like a scavenger dog, you know what I mean, most of his I'm life. Sure, I'm sure Rollins ate a fair share when, once once he was in, too. Yeah, yeah. I bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a trip, dude. Uh, so... Uh, so what's up with you? What's up with ancestors? Are you guys? Are you guys a recording? Are you guys a band? Are you guys a thing? What is it? Come on, let's get into no. the focus. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. Uh, ancestors. Um, okay, so uh, I do alter. Uh, I'm I'm putting okay. out. I'm putting out a a, a compilation on Dune Alter. Uh, it's been like two years in the works. Um, it's tribute to the '80s post-punk band The Sound. Um, okay. Their singer committed suicide in 1999. He had uh, major depression and uh, and um, schizoaffective disorder. Yeah. Uh, and mental health has been has been a pretty important issue to me. Um, so I wanted to kind of gear part of Dune Alter toward um, doing benefit projects. Mm-hmm. like a yearly on a yearly basis uh and so i put together this compilation and that would be the latest thing that ancestors has done right mm-hmm. uh we we recorded a track for that um and i'm pretty stoked on how it came out it's right, pretty yeah. sick it's it's definitely like some shit we the ancestors has never done before i mean it goes in directions that are very ancestors but I mean, like you guys are always doing some shit that the orchestra the orchestra type part of your band is like so out of my pay grade that i don't i mean i i think back too, to the times where we would jam when we were young you know and you you had all these uh, you would tell me these grand ideas and i'd go the fuck are you talking about you know what i mean and then now yeah. like now i really realize like you actually had a plan the whole time I had ideas for sure. I mean, I can't, I definitely can't discount the, uh, the, the input of the other dudes, especially on the last record. I mean, really like, like Daniel and Daniel's first record with us. No, never would have had Daniel in the band if it wasn't for you. Yeah. Uh, Because you're the one who recommended it to us. 
incredible drummer. I mean, incredible drummer, incredible dude. Like yeah. one of my favorite people in the world. And, you know, and it, and he was in the band for six years before we put out a record with him. I know. Yeah. Uh, you know, but like working on that record <laughs> with him, it was, it was like, it was really cool. It was a really, that was, that was a great writing experience and, and, and playing. Yeah. I, I will definitely, I look forward to the next time I get to play with him. Sure, man. I mean, at being, you know, kids ripping off ISIS riffs, you know what I mean? Like back in the day, yeah. it's like, you've come a long way, bud. You know, like, you. like directing violins and cellos and orchestras. And I mean, know, like, you know, dude, I, there's no way, man. A lot, I, I have to, a lot of that is, is either Jason or uh, we put a lot, when we bring in people to play, we usually, as we did with you, mm. uh, we usually kind of things. send them out and let them do their what they do. Uh, we try not to give too much direction. I think if we're bringing you in to do something, we have a pretty firm idea that we're bringing you in to a part that is <laughs> to a part that that is exact. If you do what you do, it's gonna be fucking rad, you yeah. know. No, dude, I and, was so uh, thankful to be a part of that, dude. That was awesome. Yeah. Oh, dude, we were thankful. None of us had, none of us could have done that part. And like, we were, we were like, should we just make it instrumental? And then you came in and fucking slayed it. Yeah, well, if there's one thing I actually have talent for, it's screaming. It's fucking <laughs> being loud. Big yeah, surprise, wow. right? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But, loud volume. But yeah, uh, that the <laughs> compilation comes out on the seventeenth of july i believe are are you physical releases digital right now it's just digital um because it's a benefit thing i didn't want to have to like recoup a bunch of money you don't want to have yeah big overhead and i don't and i didn't want to like i didn't yeah a i didn't i don't have the money to spend on it myself without recouping and i can't and i don't want to spend a bunch of time recouping when there's money that could be going to Painted Brain, which is the nonprofit that we're working with. Um, so, but several people, it's on pre-order right now, and several people have reached out and been like, can you at least make CDs? Yeah. So I'm trying to figure that out. I've got, I just have to find, I have to find the money to do it. But like. The coolest thing about Ancestors, dude, is that you guys have naturally always moved at, at slow. You know what I mean? I, and it's, I think it's, a lot of it is because of the, sheer um massive scope of the band you know what i mean by the time the records come out and stuff but i wouldn't be surprised if it takes you 10 years to do another record and and people would still be excited you know what i mean it's it's kind of cool that the landscape has changed enough to where you can take five ten years and do something anybody that listens listens to ancestors and demands anything to go fast (laughs) exactly yeah, and I'm not saying yeah. that I'm not saying that about work ethic or anything like that. Just fucking, it's a fucking process. You know what I mean? You know, right. you know it's you know. also like a lot of it. I was in, you know, I was in school like mm-hmm. for the vast majority of like ancestors, like the busy years. I was in right. school that whole time, <clears> and <throat> like, and then it was like trying to figure out my shit. And then you know, you know how it is. It's not easy to just drop shit and go on tour. And yeah. making records is expensive, and yeah, if you're us, it's time consuming. Right. Uh, I mean, it took. Well, I mean, it's like you you have to get shit or get off the pot. You got to be not gone nine months out of the year. You know what yeah. I mean? If you really no, want to, it's never. Be, and it's just not feasible for a lot of people. Was it feasible for me? You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I mean, we were kids or family or whatever. People can't, you know, some people can't do that. It's just not that. Well, that's the thing is, is fucking, I mean, obviously no one's doing it right now, but like, but like generally my, my impression, and John, maybe you can, maybe you can tell me I'm wrong, but like, it doesn't (laughs) seem like people are doing the amount of touring that they used to. Well, I mean, obviously in COVID, no, but before COVID, touring was at a fucking all time. I mean, I believe touring was at all time high. Like, 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 like on the road all year kind of shit. It's just, it's the sheer amount of bands that are able to tour all the fucking time. Who are these people? The thing, but that's the thing though, is like, it's like, but there's people, you know what I mean? Like, independently wealthy? Just because we don't, you know, us personally wouldn't be caught dead or like waste (laughs) our time going to that show, you know? But I've known I've known bands that toured relentlessly, and dude, they're all burned. Yeah, the thing is, once that one band comes off tour, there's ten bands to replace them. Right, that is true. Ten bands to replace them, and the thing is now, like, I don't know, fucking, I don't know what the fuck it's gonna look like going back. Like all these people booking tours for next year, and like, oh, this is gonna be this next year, like, yeah, like. Everyone's it's 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 not even I don't even look at it as like the whole like COVID thing. I look at it more as like what venues are what are venues gonna look like when they're there? Yeah. What is it gonna look like when you go to that when you're a band and go to that venue? Who are the people working there? Who are the people booking it? Who are the people who are all these fucking people? Because yeah. basically the infrastructure has been decimated. Level infrastructure is not even gonna fucking be there anymore. It's gonna have to be a full rebuild. Think about it. Well, it's I mean, you see with live, live Nation, you know, I saw that article the other day asking fucking artists to take pay cuts and, and yeah. pay their own. Like, like, you pay for cancellation you fees. Like, dude, like, like bands were fucking oh, rolling fuck. hard. Like yeah. bands, had, <laughs> bands had such the upper hand up until this fucking COVID shit. Yeah. So, you know, guys, like, like there's like, there's bands there's bands where I am like, who the fuck pays you this much money to come fucking play, dude? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like, can like we split that up a little bit. You can fucking <laughs> almost shit in a box and fucking get paid five thousand dollars to go play Coachella. Right. Like, you literally could. You could fucking like fig. You could fucking weasel it and can fucking you worm send it. Send me one of those boxes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And the box now, is a two thousand dollar deposit. Like, though. Now, uh, basically, what has happened? Like, the problem is that, like, with Live Nation, is they've they've got everyone in their pocket, so everyone has to take what Live Nation's giving them mm-hmm. because they okay. fuck. So without all the small people, they cancel. So out while them. we're fucking, while we're saying fuck the system, can we fuck all of the systems, please? Why not? Yeah, well, yeah, of course. Good. I mean. Of course. I, I saw Sturgill Simpson like, posted a fucking. Like I've, I've always said, I, I can't wait for my kids to tear down my infrastructure because that means the next shit is coming. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like except, my kids are supposed to destroy what I fucking built. Yeah, except right. we don't even get to build. We don't even get to build, man. Yeah. Like, no, honestly, no, part of my mo for for you know what I mean? like, but you know the it's always been that the next generation is supposed to come along and do it better. Well, my part of my MO for Dune Altar was, was, has been that I want to, 
dude, I mean, you, you know, you guys know, I'm, we're not kids anymore. And yeah. like, whoa, at, whoa, what whoa, point, whoa. at what point, fuck you. At what point <laughs> do we, do we inherit the, the, like, the, the, the system that we're playing it? And I don't even mean the government because those motherfuckers are going to hang up until they're dead of COVID. Of COVID. But I mean, like, I mean, shows, I mean, recording, I mean, labels, I mean, promotion, no, this, I mean, this PR. is our time. The, the fucked up thing is, this is our time. Right. Well, like, and, well, and you're, you, dude, you, you, you are working for one of the, one of the few people who has managed to break through the bullshit, you know? Yeah, and like, going. and has, and actually like, is sort of of our, of our world. Oh yeah, and, totally. Like as opposed to the fucking old guard. Fuck right. the old guard. Right. Like Well, like, you know what though? I mean, you think about it though, like we you know, this is a massive ship, right? You know, in music, the world. We inherited, you know, the world of eighties hair metal and people being paid millions of dollars to act like assholes on stage and punk rock shattered that fucking belief. And I think that we over the last 20, 30 years have really helped kind of steer that ship in a direction that's manageable. And yes, if people come in well, and take advantage of it, but you know, I don't, I don't think we can't, we can't say that we haven't done anything like not we, per, you know, but the general we, because we really yeah. have created, you know, avenues to play and avenues to fucking continue touring and, and built up our own labels. And we, you know, all these things like we have done contributed, but we inherited a shit system, just like the government, you know what I mean? Just like, our, we inherited a shit government from our parents who had fucking inherited a shit government from theirs, you know, so on and so People forth. People who aren't going to walk away without a fight, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think we've all done our part. We've all put on shows. We've all lost money. We've all fucking done what we can to do to help bands and continue the scene. And, you know, whether it's mute punk or rock or rep metal or hip hop or whatever, you know, I think that there are a lot of people that still have that mentality that they want to fucking better the scene i think we've done we've made a big dent because you're starting to see shit surface in mainstream music that we were doing five six years ago seven eight years ten years ago you know what i mean and yeah, it's like but, but yeah, so I mean, that's, that's, been, that's been happening that's been happening this whole time like yeah but it's, we've continued it you know you know shit's always yeah. gonna progress and shit progresses more i mean look at the train of thought I mean, look at just tattoo culture. Something as simple as tattoo culture, mm-hmm. you know? And that has blown up since we were in high school. Right. I, I fucking, I, I, there's, there's a lot of the time when I don't even fucking want tattoos anymore. No, yeah. me too. Look at the fucking people where I'm like, I'm like, motherfucker, this isn't why I got fucking tattoos. I don't want to be associated with you. I got mm-hmm. tattoos to not be associated with fucks like you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. So, but you know what I realized too is that the future generations, like you know, after I went to that, uh, me, you know, me and you, John, we went to that horror, and um, what's that, uh, that crazy hip hop show? Um, three, uh, horror and three, t- oh, horror and ghost oh, main, ghost main, dude. Ghost you know, main. and that blew my fucking mind, dude. I live, I realized that genre's dead, music's fucking different now. Okay. You know what I mean? Like to walk through a crowd of kids that are going to essentially a hip hop show that are covered in death metal long sleeves. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was, dude, I was like, what is ha-? And then to watch horror be heavier than any fucking metal band I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I mean, heavier. You're like, I saw, I saw horror and, uh, and I was like, 
okay, this is this is like the new punk. Right. That's exactly but what like, I said. Yeah. And I was like, I don't really like it. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think I'm too I think maybe like I'm just not too for you, old. Man. It's not for <laughs> me. I already <laughs> had, already like, had my punk. My punk Exactly, exactly. My punk was neurosis, like, you know? You don't have to understand well, it. Punk, it but... You don't have to like it or understand it for it to be just what it is as if not more relevant than the shit we were in. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean dude, you know what I mean? Like it's almost like you know what I mean. Like like I would rather not like it because that that means like that means the guard has changed. Right. That means it's someone has taken it over. You it know, really, like, yeah, it always, really opened my eyes, shows, man. I mean, I've always looked at the show world as like, like I I I'm looking forward to the next the next guard. I'm looking forward to the next the next well, group of people that are going to come and do take you know come. And I take thought I was. <laughs> I thought I was until until I heard what it was what the next guard was. But like, but, glad, but, I'm glad but that it's come. You're, like, you're, you're, you like, you're, you're doing the get off my lawn mentality. No, for that sure, for sure. Know, you know what I mean? Like, where it's like, <laughs> you're supposed to not like it. No, yeah, and, and I fully acknowledge that <laughs> you're supposed to not like it. If you fucking yeah. like it, if you like what the fucking coming thing is, and if you just fully understand and it's like this or that then I didn't realize I was that old you're living in a then, then we're all living in a weird fucking acceptance life no no I totally I totally agree you know? uh, I just I used to be the guy who liked a little bit of everything and now I don't find that to be the case yeah, like yeah, yeah. like there's a lot of times where I'm just like yeah this is abrasive I don't like this <laughs> and, and I'm like and then I will put on fucking discharge you know and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh that's not abrasive yeah like no. yeah but it's just but it, a different kind it, of abrasive like like uh, like for me i liked i liked punk bands i liked punk bands in the late 90s and i didn't like punk bands from the 80s All right okay there was there I was a, you know there's there's certain bands you know what i mean like and the thing is that's fucking fine because that was my punk that was my time that was my scene. That was like, like you don't want to be the fucking like, like I don't want to be regurgitating shit forever. No, punk and our mentality and our way of life and how we all fucking think and how we all believe the world should be is not regurgitating and not fucking living off of the eighties or the nineties. Mm-hmm. It's fucking someone creating something new. Nice. Whatever the fuck that is, whether or not we agree with it or disagree with it, as long as it's not racist, sexist, fascist fucking completely fucking tearing something down but if it's something that it's just like oh my god this is like loud and abrasive like you know what i mean like good well, so so good. i was listening to a podcast you know I mean? someone is doing something right because if you can yes. piss off if you can offend the punks and piss off the True. punks that's a good point and you have fucking like that done. if you, you know can I mean? fuck with the yeah but it has to be in the right way well exactly. like with it's all really of, without all of that other now. bullshit but so i was listening to another podcast the um uh the trap set have you guys ever listened to that no um it's this guy joe wong he's a drummer he's an la dude uh i think um but he he his podcast was all about interviewing drummers um Mm -hmm. he seems to kind of have kind of expanded because he interviewed like greg anderson and some other people but uh but there's some really cool interviews on there i highly recommend checking out who's greg Uh, anderson just so i know uh southern lord Okay. And all that. 
stuff. Uh, but yeah, so obviously not interviewing just drummers, but right. Right. that's how it started. Anyway, uh, he was talking to somebody, I can't remember who, who was discussing how, like this exact thing that like, it's great and the progression is important, mm-hmm. but like that, and he was trying to, but he was trying to figure out where that disconnect was. And, and I think he pinpointed it for me too, which is younger people don't seem to give a fuck about melody anymore. And I know that we play, yeah. we have played some loud mel- melodyless music, but there's always been an element of melody still. Right. Like right, right. your, your riffs, Craig have always had melody, you know, yeah. ancestors is clearly melodic. I'm yeah. working on some D beat shit. That's like, crusty and heavy but it's, it's got there's always some there's always some melody going on yeah. you know and like yeah. now it's just kind of more about rhythm and texture mm-hmm. and, and i don't identify with that as much right but like i respect i respect the hustle and i respect right. the, the progression i just like i'm now an old guy i guess because like i, I mean I'm think still about, really like, attracted to melodies yeah you know I mean, but the, you know the thing is that like 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 from from where from where we came from everything was very streamlined as far as like like when you look back at it like there was only this one avenue there was only these certain avenues where you could find certain types of music That's now funny. now fucking music is just fucking you type in fucking some random shit on bandcamp and you're oh, listening dude. to something that only 3 people have listened to well, especially like when you have kids, man. Like you're you, what you think is defining or whatever. I find I I'm shocked at like my my kids love music, but they they listen to ninety nine percent of songs made on YouTube about video games or the so same cosplay. But and then, that last time we and, hung out, I was like, listen, yeah. still, <laughs> dude. But then look at the views. Some of these songs have over a billion fucking <laughs> views. Better, more than any major song that's ever going to come out. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. and, and it's not a bad song. And it's like a group of dudes that's doing it, but they well, have I mean, the same niche. But I mean, and then, and then it's like literally multi-genre music. Like you'll have all sorts of genres in the same thing. Like, and it's not like your Limp biscuit like kind of shit. It's like pretty fucking well produced. And yeah, like now we've, we've years, hit a, like, we've hit a time man? in life. We've hit a time in life where literally all it is is views and streams. Right. Like, we, for, don't even, we don't even discuss. We don't even discuss buying or downloading for anymore. Kids. Not at all. Yeah. For you know? kids, though, like that's the thing. I, it's, like it's it's fucking you know some like like my kids watch shit. You know mm-hmm. they watch bullshit. Yeah. What does it mean? But it's but the, right. but we're talking about kids and 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 like at the same time we can't forget that like people our age still like stuff you yeah. know and right. like people older than us still like stuff yeah totally. like yeah, yeah. like I'm in a band with a guy who's almost or he might be fifty you know I, Sam yeah. might be fifty years old I shouldn't should I say that on a podcast <laughs> uh, uh, you know, and he's like out there fucking doing it. You know, right. like he, yeah. he's he's managing, always or he's managing culture abuse, and he's like out all the time, like right. doing shit. But when he, I talk about when I talk know, about he's kids, a market. We're yeah, all a market. Still, it's like it's more that it's helped me really like 
break down the walls of my divided lines of genre and what's proper and this and right. I, at a certain point like if you sit there and, and look at what's happening you're like the future is going to be fucking wild dude well you it's know? like it it's is crazy you know well and i think a lot of it good. Is, i mean good you know genre a lot of it has to do with um the lack of context that the kids now have for what for what came before right. like so they hear they have the music even kids that, that grew up in the 90s like they have the music and they know they know what the music was and but they don't have the context so it's like to them like oh third eye blind is legendary you know that's that was a band that was all over the radio when they were growing up Maybe, so yeah. it's like and it's like they don't have the context of no third eye blind is man yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they were popular but it's not their man you know yeah. But like they don't have that, and so it's like corn is cool for like kids who like heavy music and fucking you know like dude, there's like a lot of weird shit because they completely oh, yeah. lack the context. There's so a whole it's like, generation of kids being raised where their parents love fucking corn, you know what I mean, and Limp Bizkit, yeah. and, and they're like, my dad listens to that shit. That's cool, you know, that's heavy. I mean, corn, yeah. corn came out when I was fourteen. Yeah. So like fucking that's twenty five. I could have a twenty five year old, you know, corn's. 25 yeah. years old. Jesus right. Christ. It's crazy. Yeah. Man. It's just, yeah, it, you know, it's still wild. Yeah. I, I, saw corn in Mont- I saw corn in Montreal with some of the best uh, catering I'd ever gotten on tour. That's not bad. They know how Heavy to eat, Montreal. Huh? Heavy Montreal. After a four-day meditation, that's food, you know? There was probably, it probably was a four-day bender. I bet, dude. I bet <laughs> Actually, okay, actually. Not that's from why, you, okay, but definitely so, from porn. So, okay, so, so Fat Records Tour. The Fat Records Tour was on uh, tour, and we played Heavy Montreal, which is a heavy metal mm-hmm. Montreal festival. And it's, it's located on an F1 track in mm-hmm. Montreal. Oh really? Um, I'm I'm driving I'm driving our fucking uh, tour wagon. We have a bandwagon. It's like seven in the morning, and I'm trying to understand these directions in French. <laughs> fucking, I end up lost, and I have to do a full lap on the fucking F1 track, mm-hmm. driving a fucking sixty-five awesome, dude. foot sixty-five foot rig and trailer. That's awesome, dude. I've done a lap at the F1 track in fucking uh, Montreal. Wait, you say you drove at NASCAR? No, drove I drove a NASCAR. NASCAR. No way. Dude. Yeah. That's so white trash and awesome of you. Yeah, I don't I don't watch it. I've never. Did it have a Confederate it. flag on it? I fucking hope not. <laughs> uh, no. Um, it definitely didn't say Black Lives Matter. I'll tell you no, that. No, it, it sure didn't. Uh, I wish it did. I my my dad had had done this thing like somebody bought him a thing where he could go drive, oh, drive one of those yeah, yeah. Uh, like around a track a few times mm-hmm. with a pro and he had so much fun that he was like you need to come do this <laughs> <laughs> and so he brought me and it was it was pretty fun that's yeah fun. I mean how could going fast not be fun dude it yeah was, it went like 150 something miles an oh, hour yeah, dude absolutely the I mean, circle. You know, it's not, it doesn't, it's not fun to watch, but I've gone 150 miles an hour and it is fucking fun. You know what I mean? Pretty fun to do. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure, dude. <laughs> That's wild, man. Yeah. Um. Well, fuck, man. All right. So you got to do it. I, you know what? I, I, I will tell you, I told you this in private, but 
your your Dune Alter uh, Corona playlists have been really helping me out, dude. On my yeah, shit, you know what I mean. Yeah, I, so I I have some tapes in a in a shopping cart online. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy some tapes, and I think I'm gonna do like a limited run of of actual tape tapes of them. Oh, yeah. cool, dude! Awesome. Yeah. Uh, like super limited because I don't. That's a lot. Yeah, of who has time for that? Yeah, but they were really fun to make. I, I, I you know, like the. The, the listenership dropped off significantly after the first one and then yeah, kept it like that. Well, it shows you the attention span of the world, you know? Yeah, so when I got to volume six, I was like, okay, I'm tired. I'm feeling yeah. less inspired and right. 16 people have listened to the last one, so. Right. I, you know, I did want to ask too, though. I mean, in all, and I, we've kind of talked about it. It's been a through theme in this corona era, but how has it been for your creativity or like, what are you doing? I know you got the label to keep you busy and shit, but like, have you felt, I've felt so absolutely not creative and I've been drained and I haven't wanted to pick up a guitar at all or anything. Like, have you done uh, anything or changed anything to change it up or? I, well, you know, I mean, I was, I was home for three months. I mean, I'm, I'm back to work right now, mm-hmm. uh, but I was home for three months and I was, I was pretty busy between yeah. Dune Alter and I had just gotten a job working for a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm doing that still also in addition to my other job and the label. Uh, but um, I, yeah, man, it's actually like, I had a, I had a pretty good surge where I wrote a lot. Um, okay. I, I used my creative energy to make those, a lot of those mixtapes. That was a lot. Yeah. Um, it's a lot like, to make a mixtape. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, and I made one, I put out one a week for, for six weeks in a row yeah, they were expensive, dude. I mean, they're a long. I listened to them. I listened to every one. They were fun. I I actually listened to one today. Uh, yeah, I'm stoked on how those turned out, and it was a fun exercise because I I went through my entire record collection, pulling out records, punk rec- every punk record or punk adjacent that I could that I could pull from my collection, which was a lot, and like going through and looking at song titles to see if they fit the theme. Like, so the lyrics may not, but all the song titles are thematically, Definitely, yeah. thematically fit COVID and a lot of the shit that's been going yeah. on. Yeah. But um, so I got to listen to a lot of shit that I wasn't like super familiar with, you know, like songs I didn't really know. And like, I found a lot of really cool shit that I didn't really know that was in my yeah. collection. Well, that, so, that's what I found. Like, that's what I found. I, you know, what I did is I got inspired. Like, I couldn't sit down and play guitar. I just didn't have it, dude. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, with that stuff, I have to have a deadline. Like, I have to have a goal or a fucking, I have to work with the deadline. But what I, what got me fired up was like, fuck, dude, we're not doing shit. Let's get the podcast up running again. You know what I mean? Because we did this yeah. two years ago and just, you know, with me and John, life got crazy and kids and wives and jobs and all that, you know, but it got me inspired to start at least like putting out content and trying to find a good way to, you know, deal with the, the chaos, you know? So we did the whole it's, Corona it's thing good. for a while. It but. feels good to like occupy your time with something creative, you know? Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, and I don't know how people like, like just don't do anything. You know what I mean? I talked to some people who are like, I've been doing shit for three months. It's like, dude, how, how? I mean, think like, about, think about, I mean just but think about it, like, there's like a whole life of non-creative people that don't. I know. Whole life. That's true don't even have a chance you know what i mean to get no. me creative yeah i mean not everybody that's not everybody's 
outlet, you know, and everybody's yeah. got, everybody's got yeah, an outlet yeah. of some kind, but like, for me, it's been, you know, like I've got a few new, new musical projects on the horizon. So I've like, I've had a lot of inspiration and I, I'm, I started like a, a political band idea. Oh, I don't have a style yet. or what? No, like, like, it's like DB fast mostly. Oh, okay. Uh, and, but like, uh, and heavy, but like all pretty ugly. It's all pretty dissonant, but like, mm-hmm. I feel like still kind of catchy. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Hopefully. Let Short song. Let me know if you need someone to scream. There you go. Yeah. Well, I do. So there we're going to look, we're going to be looking for a singer, you know, so I'll, I'll send you the, holler at your boy. I'll send you the, I'll send you the demos once we, once we do them. But me, me and a drummer that I've been, that I've been jamming with uh, are going to track some demos soon. I'm pretty excited. I can throw a bass riff in there if you need, you know, dude, I, yeah, I might. There (laughs) you go. Send them over, bro. We'll fucking hammer it out, dude. Um, You just become best friends. I think we did. There's so much room for activities. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, what what are you drinking, Craig? Oh, I'm drinking some Elijah Craig. Actually, I got a little. Nice. Bit of that, dude. Oh, oh, it's the family thing. I got I got a bottle of Jameson that someone gave go. me on my yeah. birthday. Japanese. Well, look, man, I, let's all give it a cheers, huh? Hey, cheers, guys. Cheers, cheers guys. guys. Good to see you. Twenty years of friendship, is, at least. This is cool. Yeah, I've been God. I've been friends with Craig. I don't know how long I've known you, but I've, since we're at least fifteen, right? I mean. Yeah, it's got to be at least 20 years. Back from the, before the Kung Fu Corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I probably met you in like my 10th or 11th grade year. Would have been about that. Yeah, man. It's wild. It's been, it's been a good ride, man. I've been happy to share the tour, the van with you and bands. And I mean, fuck, you helped us get on the, our first real major label. And I love it, dude. I'm stoked. Dude, it, dude yes. This is, this, is, this is what I'm saying. This is why I started Dune Alter. <laughs> Yeah, this exactly. is, well, I mean, like, like we're all we're create all, a fucking community, you know. Right. I want to build the community. Like, it's not about money; it's about community. It's well, never. About that's money. what it's always been it's about. About money, you know what I mean? That's what I try to fucking like. That that's like when people like ask me about shit. Like, granted, I do I do do cool shit for money, but like, well, we have to live. Never, but it's never about money for me. Right. Like, my life is all about community. Fuck yeah, money. Man. Fuck well, that. That's in the end. That's what punk brought us, right? That's yeah. that's that's supposed to be the answer. Is that's yeah. the that's what punk brought us is the community and hopefully some sort of moral compass, you know? Yeah. And like yeah. good taste in music, but like, you know, that's like I that's the lesson I pulled out of punk is and and every everything that I've ever read or watched about the punk scenes of yore were about the community and everybody talking about how they leaned on each other. And that's what we've all done, you know, yeah. like, I mean, and we'll, I assume continue to do, it's been 20 fucking years, you know, right. yeah. like at yeah, this I point, I think we're stuck. I think, yeah, I don't, I'm not trying to make, I'm not trying to make <laughs> new done. friends. Like I do yeah. occasionally make new friends, but like, yeah. you know, you don't really need them. Like my, my entire life is because of punk rock. My entire fucking life. 
Oh yeah, mine too, motherfucker. I went to law school and now I'm not a lawyer and I make shit yeah. money. Now you just give free advice to all your friends. When yeah, I give free law money. advice. Oh, and I, been, uh, so, uh, I run a label to make money. Hey, to give free hey, advice out. Fucking contract. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, yes, that's what punk rock did to me. Punk rock yes. made me the free lawyer and and the label that pro makes bono, the money. Dog. You're pro, pro bono. bono. Yeah, I'm pro bono. Yeah, I'm You're fucking pro, pro bono moringa, dude. I prefer I prefer pro bono. Okay, pro, pro I bono. Fuck, Fuck yeah, I hate that guy. ten thousand dollar hat, dude. You know <laughs> $10, my ten thousand dollar hat. That's right, dude. Come on, Craig, tell the story and then let's fucking wrap it. Yeah, it's like, oh, do you don't know about my Bono hate, dude? No. This I mean, it guy, doesn't shock me. Out, uh, dude, he was flying out to do one of those AIDS benefits in Africa, right? And he forgot his fancy little fucking Kangol hat. And he had it flown in a first-class seat from fucking wherever the fuck he lives to Africa. $10,000 fucking flight for a hat. Because he wouldn't Because he, he wouldn't save the show. fucking village. He you know, he wouldn't go on stage without it. Where, go on stage where did that story come from? I could have made it up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I read it years ago and it pissed me off. It's like my same everyone uh, you know? subscribe. Get oh, dude, I mean your your Morrissey your Morrissey has really come to fruition because full he, circle, motherfucker. What's now up? he's not just a whiny bitch, but he's actually like a piece of shit. Yeah, I know, I know. I've been telling you guys for years. It feels I so mean, good to be right. There's a couple yeah, times like that. It feels really good to be right. Like as a <laughs> Craig, like Craig, betting on, Craig betting on Morrissey being a piece of shit is a pretty fucking easy bet. Yeah, it wasn't, you know that wasn't a hard bet. Okay, come on. A lot man. of people didn't do it, though, did they? Well, because yeah. we live in Ventura. I'm just saying. I, we live in Ventura where everyone's like, fucking Morrissey. Fucking I, I, I still God. back the Smiths, I'm like, but Yo, I've never been Tommy a Morrissey Mark fan. Will not get on stage for $5 million with Morrissey. There's a fucking problem there. Right. It's true. Johnny Marr plays small clubs and will not get on stage for $5 million with Morrissey. Turd. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's a good place to end it. Fuck Morrissey. Justin, where can we find you? Justin, uh, Justin give, us, yeah, give us the label. Give us the band. Give us all the... Um, Dunealter. Dunealter.com. A-L-T-A-R, like an altar that one would pray at, but... Mm-hmm. Anyway, but not, <laughs> but not. Which I probably misspelled when I sent that email to you today. So. That's exactly what happened. That's what, uh, what happens when you barely get through high school. And ancestors, I don't know. Google. Google. <laughs> Google. I don't know. Google. Don't uh, just listen to it on Spotify. Yeah, no, no. There's it. some. There's some really cool shit coming up on Dune Altar. Um, the sound tribute, uh, a single by an LA singer called Caress. Um, she did uh, a Patti Smith cover that's pretty rad. Um, Dude, your sister is very good. My sister is very good, and I play oh, in her band, Isla June. We didn't we, talk about that at all, but damn. Um, Isla June, yeah. Isla, like an island, I-S-L-A. Uh, I highly recommend checking her out. She is I do too. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the lungs. I've got a, we've got some really cool shit coming out on Dune Altar by the I've lungs. Booked, I've booked them a few times. I love yeah, them. we need to talk we've about talked, them. We've talked about it, and, and we're going to continue to. Yeah, you know, there's a lungs connection with tongue too. Yes. You know, yes, because super well, yeah, because the tongue, the brother did tongue, not. The tongue is right above the lungs. 
The lungs are right here. The so connection is very, lungs. very close. Say, yeah, tongue and right. lungs do have a connection. It's Sometimes physically very like, um, And you die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the sound tribute. So yes, there's some really Perfect. rad shit coming out on my label and I'm really excited about it. And it's been a cold year for Dune Alter. So I'm stoked to like the benefit, the, the, the compilation and all the proceeds are going to a nonprofit benefiting mental health. Um, What's, what is the non, can you tell us the nonprofit? Is it a it's called Painted Brain? Um, they're, they are an arts based mental health uh, nonprofit. Uh, and they do um, outreach, school stuff. Um, they have all kinds of really awesome programs. Uh, okay. And uh, and a huge, huge outreach uh, like mailing list. Um, so they're 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 in touch with a lot of the the mental health issues in Los Angeles, which is it's a pretty rad rad organization. Yeah. Yeah, it's something. Next time you come on, I want to talk about that stuff. I know, I know, for we've sure. had long conversations about it, but whatever. We all bullshit because we've known each other for too long. Fucking a man, yeah. So, a couple of housekeeping things. Um, uh, finally, the iTunes. I, after weeks of battling with iTunes, you can finally find the shit and the podcast. You can listen to all the audio on all the podcast formats: Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, all that shit. Um, you know, we're gonna start asking uh, for. You know, get if you're bored, man, go on there, rate it, review it. It helps us. Oh out. no, go rate it and review it. Yeah, I've, John wants to be bigger than Joe fucking Rogan. I so want to be bigger than Joe Rogan. Yeah, good luck. Joe I'm Rogan rate it and review it. I, I will also. Fucking, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've been we're going to be having some shirts, uh, some merchandise and shit here in the in the near future. So, tune in for all that. All right, guys, love you. Love you Thanks. guys. Thanks, guys. Love you guys. Take it, bud.